Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, the Federal Law Enforcement Agency of the United States Air Force. I'm Hannah, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I've been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. Hello, archivists. (laughs) Hello. How is everyone? Everyone is fine here. How is everyone out there? I hope good. Okay. You leaving tomorrow? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think I'm the one that said that. What? I'm leaving tomorrow. Oh, okay. You're leaving tomorrow. Yay. So rude. (laughs) I'll miss the grandkids, though. (sighs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What do we got this week? Okay, so today we are back with the Air Force, kind of. The Air Force is involved a little bit, oh, and OSI makes a slight good, appearance. Some good investigative work well, it, uh, to talk it, about. They helped. All right, all the right. good investigative work that we're talking about is the civilian investigators. All right. But it's a good, this is a good investigation, really okay. sad story. This is also actually a pretty recent story. So not super far back in the oh, archives. Oh, yeah, right. The front file case there, the file folder, not back deep in the archives. Oh, yeah. You lost me for a second, and then I All right. back up. Let's um peel back this onion. Well, you haven't said that in a while. Hmm. So we are talking about the disappearance and murder of Sasha Marie Krause. She was living in Farmington, New Mexico, but she was actually from Texas. She had just, uh, like recently moved to Farmington. So she is a part of the Mennonite faith, the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that is just another denomination of Christianity, for those of you who don't know. Okay. Very, very similar to Amish. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just have different rules. A lot of Mennonites tend to still use and have technology. That's like one of the biggest mm-hmm. differences. And they just have a different set of beliefs. Okay, so we'll be referring... But very similar. We'll be referring to people in this episode as a Mennonite, correct? Yeah, that's the, right. that's, that is the, the term. That is their what they're called. That is their faith. So that okay. is... Yeah. All right. So she was a Mennonite, and she went from Texas to Farmington, New Mexico. She was a Sunday school teacher. She liked to write and read. She wrote a lot of uh, hymns and poetry and s- hymnals, songs for them to sing in the church. She's one of six siblings. They were all very close, very close to her family. So in 2018 is when she moves to the Mennonite compound called the Lamp and Light. Now, I say compound because that's what it was, it's was. it been referred to as, but... It wasn't like a closed off, like they, they're it's not just a closed a community off. Then, right? Yeah, Limp and Light community. Yeah, they're not a closed off group of people. Like you can drive; anyone is welcome to go to their church. You can drive through their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like they're not; uh, they're very welcoming. Then. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So she works as a publisher for the Lamp and Light Publishing Company that's there on the compound, which I th- I thought was really cool. She also speaks three languages and translates a lot of religious texts. So she she has a lot of, she does a lot, which is really cool. As I mentioned, Mennonites tend to use more technology than Amish do. Uh 
So she had a cell phone and she had a car. She had a silver Ford Focus. Not all of them did, but she specifically happened to have a cell phone and a car. How old is she again? 27. Okay. She was born in 1992. So at the time in 2020, she's 27. She's also described as deeply spiritual, um, who loved her family. You know, later on, some of her coworkers will describe her as really respected. She was just a respected member of this community, even though she hadn't been there for very long, only two years at this point. Um, but she would help and sometimes teach Sunday schools, and sometimes they had Sunday school at churches in Colorado and out of state. It's also por- important to mention Farmington, New Mexico is like an hour away from the Four Corners, which is where Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and New Mexico meet. It's just that little area where then, all states, all yeah, four states Yeah, and then there's meet. like a tourist spot. You can actually yes. go and stand right on the center there. Yes. So they're very close to these other states. So no. going, like saying that they had a church service in Colorado the next day, it was not, it was, wasn't actually very oh. far. Okay, good point. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sasha lives with two roommates in a building that's called the Lighthouse. She lives with Lily and Lucinda. These are all just important facts. So January 18th, 2020, Sasha stops by her church to get some books for a Sunday school class that she's supposed to be helping teach the next morning in Colorado. This is around like 7 p.m. Also important to note that the Mennonite community, this specific community, has a really strict curfew. 10 p.m. is their curfew. Really strict curfew. Around 1 a.m., Lucinda just happens to wake up, and she sees that Sasha's bedroom light is still on, but Sasha's gone. She goes in there, and there's no Sasha. And she knew that she had gone out to get those books, but she couldn't find her anywhere. So she wakes up their other roommate, and they decide to go down to the church uh-huh. to see if she's still there and her car is still there. They're probably worried. Oh, my gosh, she's breaking curfew. What's going on? Let's go. Because that's not her. like her. Yeah. That's yeah. not like her it's at unusual. all. unusual. Out of character for her. Okay. Yes. So they are immediately worried. Mm-hmm. So they go down. They see her car. Her car's there. Her cell phone is not there and she is not there. Uh, the car is unlocked, though. But it's not running or anything. So this, again, alarms them. So they decide to call her boss from the publishing building uh-huh. that she works at. Right. So he goes out and starts Still to Still all in the same community now. Yes. Yeah, we're right. on this, like, yeah, yeah it's a big piece of yep, land. But, yep. yeah, it's a big, yep, okay. big area. He calls the church elders and together the her boss and all of the church elders and everyone that they can get spends about two hours looking for her. Now, remember, this is 1 a.m. So from like 1 to 3 a.m., they are searching it, the whole compound. Yeah, so naturally, the friends are saying, look, she went out at 7 to do this thing. We woke up at 1. She's not here. And it's not like her. It's not like her. And they everybody else probably knows, too. Okay, she didn't, her, yeah. she didn't break curfew. There's something going on here. Yep. They do decide, the church elders do decide to call 911. Uh, which is pretty unusual. Like the police said that they r- rarely ever went out to yeah. this community. Like that, mm-hmm. nothing ever. They don't ever have anything. They, they're probably like, "Hey, yeah, we got this call." Yeah, they said so. They, yeah, it was a pretty big deal. It's the San Juan County Sheriff's Office that we are mostly dealing with. San Juan, uh, New Mexico. Yes. Okay. Because they're in New Mexico. Okay, so police arrive, and obviously they ask everyone the usual questions. What Yeah. What would you ask? 
what's going on? When was you know when? Who's the last person to see her? Mm-hmm. What time was did you last see her? Um, and then the, of course they're gonna get the background too. You know what? What, what does she do? What does she work? Um, does does she? You know, is this out of character? Would mm-hmm. she have any reason to run away? So they're gonna go. They're gonna go down that road for a minute. You know, are you sure she wouldn't have run away? Uh, does she have an estranged boyfriend? Is she sneaking off? Is she? Does she have a history of drugs, uh, alcohol, um, all that kind of stuff? Yep, that's exactly what they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she was last seen wearing a long gray dress and a white jacket. Uh, in the Mennonite faith, women cover their hair. So again, if you've where we live, this is a pretty big Amish mm-hmm. area, and they tend to dress the same. Yeah. So if you live in this area, or you've been around Mennonites or seen Amish or Mennonites, they wear that little like white cap. Mm-hmm. At least the Mennonites do. They wear like a little white cap over there. It's like a little bonnet is all it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it, she's wearing a that bonnet. I don't necessarily know that it's a Mennonite garb. It's it's I mean, well, it's yeah, it's particular to their yeah, what okay. they wear. All so right. right. Is what I mean. Mm-hmm. But it's also not like a regular bonnet, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Not that I would. I bet you can go on Amazon and get them. Maybe. And maybe yeah. in 2023, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, this is 2020 is all we're talking about. So, by the way, yeah. what's, what this is, this is, oh, this is this just right COVID. prior to COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right before COVID. All right. That, that'll come in. Okay. In a, kind of mm-hmm. at the end. So that's what she was last seen wearing. My, I, we went off on a tangent there for a second. Yeah. She was last seen wearing, because that's what they ask also, yeah. long gray dress, white jacket, and her hair is in a bonnet, okay? Mm-hmm. Hair covered. Then they search her car and their room, and her room. Now, there's nothing that they find in the car at all. And then also in her room was just her purse with all her money still left behind in it, which they also point out in, is In her odd. room? Yeah, I remember... Because she got in her car and went to the um. Yeah, they. I guess the police still decide to search her room because they're no, looking they for, should. But yeah. I'm I'm wondering why she confused. went got in her car without her license or purse and all that kind of stuff. Maybe because she wasn't going anywhere outside of the compound, so she was just going down uh, to the church. Okay, uh, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you do you you don't sometimes no. forget your license when you go just down the street? No, um, oh. I don't. But. <laughs> forget my point right yeah. the point the other point here is that shows that her intent was to come back yes that's you what know, they say yeah it, it wasn't her intent was not to um leave because she her money her wallet yeah, you wouldn't everything have got very far yeah yeah, right. yeah yeah they also go through all of her notebooks all of her books remember i said she was into writing is this real is this like within the 24 hours this yeah. is happening okay yeah. yeah they're searching immediately all right they so she wrote songs, poems. She was she just was a writer. So this is all consistent with what people are telling the cops probably about what type mm-hmm. of person she is. Yep. I mean, going through diaries and things like that is is good because that's you're getting a true sense of what people are feeling and writing down. You know. Yeah, they said they didn't find anything that was helpful. Nothing suspicious. Nothing. Right. I, I get what they're saying, but to me, it, what they did get is confirmation that maybe something is going on here because what everybody's telling us about this person is actually true We're, we've read it in her in her books and her diaries her writings and things mm-hmm. so. so then they are obviously still talking to the roommates right 
And Lily tells Detective that Lucinda and Sasha didn't actually have the best relationship. So now Lucinda is the one that woke up at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. and noticed that she was gone and woke up. Lily. And the other roommate you said this? And yes. No. And Lily, Uh-oh. the other roommate, is All the right. one that says. All right. Suspect number one. <laughs> Apparently Lucinda had a crush on someone that Sasha worked with. And Lily, I guess, essentially was just saying that, like, maybe there might have been some jealousy or that's just the circumstances of it. Yeah. So they didn't have, like, the best relationship. It's probably more on Lucinda thinking that yeah, that Sasha was, you know, friends with them and didn't want to tell her, oh, you work with them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They bring her in for an interview still and they talk to her. Now, she was pretty closed off and they felt like she was hiding something uh, and they were kind of suspicious, but there was really nothing that they could like hold her on. There mm-hmm. wasn't any, there, no evidence or anything. She did offer up her DNA to give them like a DNA sample to prove she was like, I'll, I'll help you. You know, I'm, I'm not DNA for what? what? What's she just offered up her a DNA sample in case there was any, but then, you know, they don't have anything to compare it to. Did they confront her? Like, how did they confront they her? They brought her down to interview her. Okay. Yeah. So she, I guess. And they just, probably said. So tell us about this rift that you're in. She admitted to it. She yeah. admitted that they hadn't had yeah. the best relationship, but that they had well, started to fix right. things. Right. So they probably, with her, because they interviewed the other girl first, right? Mm-hmm. Then they interviewed her. Instead of saying, instead of saying like, so, okay, what, do you, what can you tell us about her? They probably went into her like this. Hey, tell us about this rift that you have with, with her. Now she knows, oh, they know that I had a little thing with her. Mm-hmm. So I got to either lie or tell them the truth about it. Yep. And she did the right thing and told them the truth. Yep. Then police are going to reach out to Sasha's family. Remember I said she's from Texas. So they reach out. All of her family is still back in Texas. Mm-hmm. They reach out to them. And they do ask her if they ask them if they had any reason to believe that she might have wanted to leave the faith. Because again, like maybe she ran away mm-hmm. type of thing. And they again say no. She would never have willingly left the I mean, community. It's it's a question in those strict um conservative mm-hmm. communities. That that's yeah. that's all. It's it's a it's a question they have to ask. Yeah. You know. Especially for a place that calls themselves a compound. Yeah, right. And you know, unfortunately, a lot of these type of communities get all bundled up into the same Yes. In, into the same thing. And then they're not. not it's all, not yeah. like that at all. Yeah. No, not at all. Right. They just have their own beliefs. Now, it is important to note, too, that part of the Mennonite belief is that, which I did not know this, is that whatever happens to you is God's will mm-hmm. and God's plan. So they are That's usually... That's what all Christians think, isn't it? Not to the extent that the, the, they are non... What did they say? Non-resistant. Mm-hmm. So they don't fight back. So if it's a life or death situation, they're not going to fight whoever is trying to attack them. Oh. Because whatever is happening to them in that moment is God's oh, will. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's a bit more like that belief. I mean, that's yeah, it's the same belief as all Christians, but that's a mm. more of a, an extreme take on it. So yeah, okay. they don't fight back. So they don't right. do things like they don't join the military. They don't join the uh, police force. Okay. Right. Jobs like that. They don't, do anything like that and they don't use violence in any way even as self-defense that's interesting because if somebody comes into the community and robs them then they yeah they, okay that was god's will probably yes so it really drives home the point that they were worried they called the police back to what your like first point was okay yeah 
Well, I I think that's interesting that they called the police then, because mm-hmm. like yeah, that's yeah, exactly right. That's my that's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so like she got the benefit. There was no doubt that she was a good person, and mm-hmm. this was foul play to them. And I think that also speaks... That's the type of reputation she had. Yeah, and that speaks to her and her, who she was as a person because she was only there mm-hmm. for two years. You, you, so I, do you know how many times... She made an impact in two years. Do you know how many times this happens and the cops show up and mom and dad, oh, the best thing she would never have done. And then, and then they start learning yeah. things about their child that they didn't know, you know? Yeah. But really it doesn't sad. sound like this is the case, though. Yeah. Okay. Really sad. They also, as they're searching for her within mm-hmm. the first few days, they do helicopter searches. Uh, a canine unit comes out mm-hmm. to do searches also. And they start to look at a family that lives on a hill right above the compound, lamp and light compound or area. Mm-hmm. The women in the community, in the Mennonite community, had complained a little bit because that family kind of made them uncomfortable. They just always felt like they were watching them. The family started to put up cameras on their house. Well, they... They were they were up above on the hill, so they yeah. in essence were watching them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I think it was a little bit more like you so know how they you just, can just tell when someone is so watching this community you. is just saying these people creep us out. Yeah, they okay. they make us uncomfortable. They're close proximity, uh, and apparently they had put cameras all around their house, mm-hmm. and it was pointed right at the community, and so the the women had complained about it. Well, pr- probably they didn't trust the community. I bet that's. Yeah, as I was like listening to this information, yeah, pro- that's, that's probably what I happened. was like, yeah. yeah, maybe they just don't trust them. Because mm-hmm. again, if you don't know anything about right, you you're a afraid group, of what you don't know. Yeah, so the and they they tell police that their cameras are to watch animals. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they talk themselves out right. of that one. Oh, so the police talk to when you say yeah, family, what do you mean? Like, it's just a family that lives up there. They have a house. Uh-huh. It's just kids? a family. Like hold the kids. I uh, know. I think they're all older. Okay. No kids. No, there's no like children, children. Okay. It was just like older. All right. Yeah. Next, the police look at a coworker who they found out had gone to the church the same night. So January 18th, he was at the church the same, at the, around the same time. It was supposedly around the same time. Ooh, I wonder how they found that out. Just talking to people? Yeah. It wasn't specific, but I think maybe just talking, talking to coworkers too or something. Yeah, yeah, they were they talked okay. to everyone, and so they right. found out that he had gone yeah. to the church. He, I, they probably asked him, and he had said that too. So oh, his cool. story is that around seven p.m., he goes to the church to just pick up a cooler, mm-hmm. and then goes back to the gas station, and then goes home, and that's it to fill up gas. Also, they probably have video at the gas station. Yeah, I'm getting there. Oh, okay, <laughs> jumping ahead again. I'm you excited about this investigation. Yeah, they're doing a pretty good job so far, I think. Yeah. It's pretty thorough. Yeah, yeah. When they ask him his to tell him tell them the story again though, he changes the story a little bit and he says that he goes into the church through a different way, which I didn't really think is that really important? The only detail that was changed was the door that you went in. Yeah, it could it could be. It could be, right? Because if it's a bad guy, they don't know where the evidence is at that the police have, mm, right? Okay. So it might, it, it could be. Because to me, I was like, eh, I would just be nervous and mess maybe up. He, maybe he realized, shit, if I say I went into the back door instead of the front door, because the front door is where I dragged her out dead or something, mm. and they're probably finding stuff, evidence and such, and DNA. If I say I went out the back door, then that kind of will rule me out a little bit. Do you see? So something oh. like that, yeah. Okay, I guess makes sense. Hmm. 
Well, I mean, that wouldn't it'd be verified. That wouldn't yeah. be the end all be all, you know. Oh, well, that's not you. Yeah. Well, they do go get surveillance footage from the gas station and he was there. They can't see who else is in the car, if anyone else. So they can't verify like that. His How far wife away was, was the gas station from the church? It didn't say. Oh, OK. Not very far, though. All right. But the timeline matched up then. Yes, from right. what he said. And yeah. then his wife ends up corroborating the entire oh, story okay, also. Yeah. Yeah. They ask him to do a polygraph, and he says no. no. He does say, like, normally my faith would dictate that I say yes. Remember. Yeah. What happens, happens. It's God's will. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to ask you for a polygraph, you're going to have then to take why it. But he, he said no. Yeah. Got no explanation. Okay. So. People don't trust that thing. Mm-hmm. So a month is going to go by now. All of this stuff that we've just talked about has mm-hmm. been going on. Okay, so a month. The first month. All right. So month they're out by. of leads then? Essentially, yeah. Okay. That means All they right. have him and, and the, then, the, yeah. yeah. So did they rule him out? Yeah, so they ruled him out. His wife cooperated and everything. So they ruled him out. They ruled the family up back behind them out too? Her family? No, remember the family? Oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. And they ruled out the girl that was in a little tiff with her. So, okay. They uh, got- I don't think they necessarily ruled her out. They just, they didn't have oh. anything. There was nothing. Okay. You know, they couldn't arrest anyone. There was All no, right. okay. nothing Good point. else. Good point. They do check. Now, I remember I mentioned Sasha had a cell phone. So, they do check uh, cell phone records also. Okay. Because one, that was the other right. thing are I forgot to Are you getting ahead or are you still at one month? No, I'm. St- I'm. St- this is all still okay. in the month. I forgot to mention oh, this. Oh, because you said okay, a month has gone by. Do we go into the cell phone I'm, records now, or no? This the, her cell phone records happen within that month. Okay, I'm sorry. so back up. Yes, backing up a little bit. So that's I right. I totally to mention- forgot about that. She had a cell phone, right? So yes. they're gonna pull just her her records and and see what was the last call she made around what mm-hmm. time. They might look through her records and see who does she call consistently. Yep. You know, and maybe go try to track down somebody that's not already on the list they have talked to. So, yeah, I forgot to mention when Lucinda noticed that she wasn't home, they yeah. do call her cell phone first yeah. and it goes straight to voicemail. Yeah. And that is odd to them because apparently Sasha kept her cell phone on at all times. Yeah, it was of course. never She's that 28 was years old. Yeah. 27. 27. Oh. Yeah. I know a 27 year old that that can't put the cell phone down either. I did a big eye roll for those of you who can't <laughs> see. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So yes, they go through her cell phone records and they find so her the tower pings. Okay, what what does that mean? We got That's where her cell phone. Yeah. Well, you explain it to me. You're the you're the well, expert. Well, no, that's the, so when you drive around, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're in close proximity to cell phone towers, right? Mm-hmm. And you know how you're like, "Oh, I'm not getting any signal because you're not, probably not close to a cell phone tower." But it jumps from tower to tower to tower, right? And you can actually get those records from a company, the company, and they'll say it pinged mm-hmm. so at, at this location, and that's like where the cell phone tower is. So they can piece together somewhat of a of a um, a trail where a person went. Oh, you know what? I was wrong, and I jumped ahead. The cell phone records is after the month. Okay, but that's what we were. That's what I'm saying. That's what we were. Yeah, so. sorry. So scratch what okay. I said. So we're after a month now. Yeah, but keep everything there. So a month yeah. has gone by. They have no leads other than let's go check the cell phone records. Not yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I right. jumped ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. Cu- I'm not cutting. We're just going to roll with this. That's fine. Yeah, All I'm right. sorry. I jumped ahead. All right, everybody. Pause on that, on the cell phone stuff. 
Go Sorry, ahead. I thought I was uh, farther in my notes. I jumped okay. ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, all right. Okay, we'll come so, back. Put a pin in that, as you say. Yes. All right. So a month goes by. Yeah. <laughs> no cell phone records yet. February 21st. Although, why wouldn't they? So Even for a missing. Because just right now, she's missing. Yeah, so right. So because it depends, right? So you subpoena or get a warrant. They certainly might not have enough probable cause right now for a warrant. So so yeah, there's there's some rules about getting the cell phone records. So they might they might okay. not they might you know, they probably checked was it her own account? It's probably her own account and right now they mm. the the provider might be like, Wow, what do you got? you know, and yeah. and they have to negotiate with the provider about let, let me see what I can do. So yeah, it's there's rules. It's privacy. Like a missing person? It's privacy. They, I guess uh, they pro- adults can go yeah, missing. Yeah. So and, and it crazy. depends on the provider, right? Some might cooperate a little bit more at this stage and not. So Okay. Yeah. So February 21st, 2020, mm-hmm. about 260 miles away from Farmington, we're in Flagstaff, Arizona now, mm-hmm. near Sunset Crater yeah. National Monument, okay? A female body is found at a campground by a camper oh, no. who is looking for firewood. Yeah. Oh, no. She's wearing a long gray dress, a white jacket, and her hair is covered and done up. Okay. Bonnet? Yeah. Okay. So when police arrive and investigators arrive mm-hmm. uh someone had seen the missing persons flyer yeah and they say that it kind of looked they think that it could be sasha okay so they take fingerprints from the body and yep. they are able to match it to sasha mm-hmm. and they have a positive id that it is her okay so her body has been found now so it's about a month later yes okay there's no defensive wounds that's like one of the main things that they talk about. And this her is hand, back- and she's also found with her hands tied. Okay, but this goes back to the to the what I mentioned. Yeah, why about I mentioned Mennonites, that. Yeah. So what else? So hands are tied with what? Tape. Tape. Okay. Hands are tied together with tape. Oh, okay. They're gonna. She's found laying down, face down. Mm-hmm. No defensive wounds whatsoever. There is a gunshot wound to the back of her head, and they find a twenty-two caliber bullet. Ooh, execution. Okay. So we got some evidence. So is that no the, is that the crime scene though? Was yes. Okay, so there's blood and everything, and the bullet was there too. Then. Yes, they or found the bullet. The bullet. Was, okay. Yes, no other person's DNA and no evidence of a sexual assault. Okay, so it's 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 so it's a homicide. They're ruling it homicide, right? Yeah. Yes. But there's blood there, so that's the crime scene, right? That lo- lo- at that location. Yes, they didn't it, mention anything about blood, but she did the ca- the official cause of death from the autopsy is gunshot wound of the head and blunt force injury of head. So that it's important to know if that's where it happened. From everything that I saw and read, it sounds like mm-hmm. it. Yes. Okay, so this is there's just no mention of blood. All right. Well, that's the one way to tell if it. Yeah. If, um, now, how how far away is this again? Two hundred and sixty miles. Okay. About, so, roughly about 260. Right. So we're in Flagstaff, Arizona. That's about four or so hours or something. Okay. All right. Sure. All right. I can't, so, th- I can't do that. So math. they, okay. So what police departments are involved now? Coconino County. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're with Coconino County Sheriff's. All right. But they're still going to, obviously, they're still going to work yeah. with the San Juan County as well. They send the bullet out to the lab to analyze. In anticipation that they'll be able to match the bullet to a murder weapon later. So that's the first thing they do. Right. So the what they send what 
the, the bullet that yeah. they retrieved from yeah. her. Yeah. Okay. They send out to the lab for anal to yeah. analyze it yeah. in anticipation that they'll be able to. Yeah, match they have it to match it. So there's no casing. Then that might not be the murder spot, though. Nope. Just the single bullet yeah, is all okay. they say. All right. So now all that right. they have her body, now yeah. that they found her, yeah. Now they go to their cell phone. Okay, back to what we were talking about, the cell phone. Okay. So this gives them probable cause, right? For Yeah, yeah, probably. So they probably got a warrant for cell phone records, her cell phone records. Yes. I mean, it depends. It's probably a warrant, but they probably go in and say, hey, we just found, you know, this person's been, it's, it's been murdered and it's an investigation. And they might have, it's possible they took them at face value. But these companies, like the social media companies, mm -hmm. they have whole departments that just deal with law enforcement. So they probably have processes and procedures and stuff uh, in that. place. Yeah, yeah, all That's of them. Interesting. They just have, they just have. I mean, there's lawyers and stuff that work there, but they just have a whole sections that just deal with law enforcement for this kind of stuff. That's interesting. Yeah, I had to working in. I don't know if everyone knows this. I've worked in retail mostly, mm -hmm. but I worked at a gym briefly, and there's no like, there's no training on privacy rules when it comes mm -hmm. to law enforcement and i had a police officer come in one time and ask me if someone was signed into the gym because mm -hmm. uh, they I, he had a warrant for someone or something and there yeah. was i did it <laughs> i don't know if if i was mm -hmm. supposed to no, that's fine. there's no like it's interesting there's no for like smaller companies like yeah. that there's no like specific yeah. I didn't get any specific. Well, they, you're not getting that all the time. Like Verizon or T-Mobile, they're probably getting this all the time. Well, yeah. You know, I just in general Facebook, the difference is it's interesting. Facebook, Instagram, they're getting it all the time. Yeah. So it's interesting. Mm -hmm. We are with a geo geolocation expert, is what he's mm -hmm. called. His name is Sev Dishman. So that's mm -hmm. his official title, the geolocation expert. Works for. The police department. Oh, that's an investigator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. So, so now he he's putting together one. all these tower pings. Yes. He gets months of data from her cell phone mm -hmm. records. So at 7.52 on the 18th, January 18th, her phone is close to lamp and light. That's the comp That's where she lives. All right. That's That makes sense. And then at 8.58, so about an hour later, it pings close to the four corners, which is west of the... Mm -hmm. of lamp and light so going so away right by still? yes going okay. west away from it to where the core mm -hmm. four corners is she her cell phone pings off mm -hmm. of the tower there and then that's the last location that the cell phone pings mm -hmm. now also important to note the cell phone has never been found to this day so oh, wow. yeah no idea probably get what's the last place it pinged at uh, close to the four corners so probably got thrown out the window yeah i would imagine i i've Probably in one of the other states, like Colorado, because mm. she was found in Arizona. They were in New Mexico, maybe Utah or Colorado. Yeah. I don't know if they really searched very hard for okay, yeah. the cell phone. This is when they go back to that coworker, and they don't necessarily need it because they have the records, you know. Yeah. Well, could you get fingerprints, maybe? Yes. DNA. Yes, mm. but it's, I mean, we're trying to solve a murder now. Yeah. So. Um, I, I mean, guess maybe a, if they had no other evidence. Right. There's a lot of good evidence coming in. Okay. So yeah. they go back to. This is when they go back to the coworker and they're going to just match, check his records. They check his uh, The coworker that was, um, yeah. So that was at the this church. is the guy that changed his story by saying yes. he went out a different door. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I forgot about him for a second. I'm interested why he said no to the polygraph though, if he is yeah. innocent. Yeah. That, what, that, what else was he doing? You know that. So that's. That's interesting. That stands up. 
because they're hair on your necks is like you don't you don't put him away you got him on the board as i'm sorry it is what it is it's a it uh, the polygraph is not admissible it's a tool but the person we just cops are just not thinking oh they want to exercise their constitutional right you know or whatever the only reason that i think it's weird is because of his faith and what he said and how strong they are in their faith that's fair so that's why it's weird to me. But they're like, okay, let's go back. Yeah, no, that's a good reason to be thinking that. But they rule him out as a suspect. Okay, why? Because his oh. cell phone records do not match. His cell phone ah. was not, it did oh, not leave good. lamp and light. Yeah, yeah it was, it okay. did not go anywhere near. So they're looking oh, for. Oh, so if his cell phone pinged in the four corner area too, that'd be a different story. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, and good. if it pinged, yep. because now, so, okay, her cell phone did yeah. not ping where she was found, uh-huh. but. Whoever yeah. took her there, if they had a cell phone on them, it would ping where her body was found. So, yeah. and his obviously did not go that far. So they are able to rule him yep. out as a suspect. So what they do next, I think is kind of interesting. I'd ne- I've never heard of this, doing this before. And I think it's kind of crazy. Uh, but they. Okay. So they, they don't have any leads now they have again. Nothing, nothing. So they have nothing. They just, nothing. um. They're like, dang, we're getting close. So we know, but they know the story a little bit better, though. Yeah. They know where, what time. Yeah. And where. Yeah. Okay. She was, at least. Yeah. So, okay. They got a, oh, man. They have to, does she have any friends? You know, they got all this originally, right? So, does she have anybody in the Four Corners area that she used to go there? Like, what they're going to kind of go through those records again. Yep. But they have nothing still. Yeah. So, kind of the last resort that they have is to, he now he says this is what we talked about. Sev Dishman says that they got warrants uh-huh. for all of the cell phone companies. So they that's the probable cause, right? Not a subpoena. What's you were saying the difference? Yeah, a subpoena is just you know a nicer way to say, hey, we need you to to give us these records in support of. Uh, so how is that different from a warrant? A warrant means you have probable cause that a crime was committed and you can find evidence of that crime via the cell phone records and they have to, it's court ordered, they have to give it to you. Isn't a subpoena a court order? No, not necessarily. They could could fight the subpoena for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he says they they get warrants for all the cell phone companies. Okay, that's good. That's good, yeah. So they're going to sit there and go through everyone in the air they get a warrant for that for the cell phone companies at&t verizon sprint all the cell phone companies for for that for that day yeah 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 for that day so they're gonna try to so they're gonna so they're saying someone else's phone pinged in this area it someone else's phone is going to ping at lamp and light at the same time at four corners at the same time and where her body was found how are they do they have data analytics or how are they going to sift through all that that's what he did. That's what his job. I'm sure they had a whole team. But they, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They went through all of those records. Yeah, someone someone thought of that, though, and they're like, oh, let's try this, and everybody's like, what? That's what I'm saying. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, well. I mean, that's some dedication. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's some good police work. So they probably did have a team. How long did it take them to do that? They didn't specify. How many did they go through? Thousands and thousands, he said. Yeah, I feel like tens of thousands easily, maybe up to hundred thousands. Uh, probably, but yeah. my assumption is they got to the the guy before it got to I, that I'm number. I'm hoping they had like some 
that they could download all Some that into a spreadsheet equation. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That or maybe something. got them like yeah. a smaller pool yeah. of people. Okay. All right. So what happens? Yeah. That's good. Good. Detective. Maybe just maybe they they narrowed it down. Can you narrow it down to the three towers? Like, give me everyone's cell phone records yeah. for these three towers uh, at this that's time. That's interesting. Yeah, I'd love to talk to those cops. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. That's crazy. Out of all of the cell phone records that they go through, they do find one that pings at Lamp and Light. One? Four corners and where her body was Holy found. crap. They got one. Can you one. imagine those cops? Yeah. Can you imagine those guys like, woo, we got a high five. Like, that's unbelievable. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, that's pretty good. That's pretty good evidence. Like, yeah. that person is is going to have to do some explaining. It drives me crazy. 2020. We're not talking about like 2016, 2013, 2010. 2020 and this man, this person, it's a man. Well, we know it usually is a man. It drives me crazy. Wow, that's yeah. that's good detective work. Okay, so they got a suspect. Are we going to talk about the suspect or how they bring him in? What Mark happened? Mark Gooch. Mark Gooch. Are you ready for this? Yeah. He is a 21-year-old airman. Stationed at Luke Air Force Base in Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. Luke Air Force Base. Nice place. Um, so OSI gets involved for a minute. Yeah. So they're going to bring in the A-team to help seal the deal. Well, again, they're <laughs> mostly. this is mostly Coconino County and San Juan yeah, County. Okay. All right. OSI all right, all right, just right. hands over some um, okay, so, surveillance so footage. Th- so they, they're going to call the Air Force OSI and, and do some records checks. And, and this is easy. They're going to call and request this, and OSI is going to... Within their holdings, right within the Air Force holdings, they're gonna um, they're gonna get. No, they'll probably open up a joint investigation too. To, I was gonna to, ask about to, that. Yeah, they'll open it up officially in the case management system to document all this and stuff, and then they'll close it in the case management system with the final disposition, that kind of thing, like that. But yeah, they'll they'll be there to support. Yeah. So OSI hands over surveillance footage of that day. Why? why? So they because they wanted to know what he was doing, where where he was. And, and how I, do they know where he was to even go look for the, the surveillance footage? Like, how do they know? So, Oh, I'm sorry. They do some research into him because they get his name okay. from the, the cell phone records and they see that he his his cell phone's pinged. Ah. Okay, so specifically, So they're tracking cell phone, him down with this geocord guy, yes. right, expert. So his cell phone pings outside of Lamp and Light at 4.14 p.m. on January 18th. Okay? Uh-huh. And it shows him sitting there for three hours. He's just sitting outside of Lamp and Light oh, for this three is hours. Better and better. At eight fifty-four, his cell phone pings off of the same Four Corners Tower that Sasha's did at eight fifty-eight. So he now is in two places. Right. And then his cell phone pings again at one a.m. near Sunset Crater, which is where her body was found. Oh, jeez. Yes. This is great. So they, they find that, and yeah. then they do some background Man, research on him. these guys just, they're like motivated now when they're getting yeah. this stuff. They find it's going to be hard for him to explain all this, so this yes. is great. Yes. They find out that he was... So, okay, go ahead. And before we talk about his subject interview, I'll, I'll explain some things. So. Why don't you explain it first? Well, so when... When they go to talk to him, they're going to do two things. Hey, do you have your cell phone? Do you have it with you all the time? They're going to try to establish that he doesn't give it to anybody. He's not sharing it with anybody. He didn't leave it in the car. He he had it with them the whole time. Huh. And then, do you see what I'm saying? I don't think they did that. Yeah. Well, okay. And then they're going to. 
that and then they're going to say, where have you been the last 24 hours or, mm-hmm. or month on this day? Do you remember this? What'd you do on this day? Where were you? And they're going to get him to commit to a story. But then, then they're going to go in and they're going to start laying down the evidence. And then he's going to try to write backpedal, rationalize his way out of there. And they'll, and they'll, they'll get him. This is nice. Yeah. If I had a penny, a penny, not even a dollar for every time you said rational, or rationalize, rationalize, yeah, rationalize, rationalization, yeah. rationalization throughout my life. Yeah, I'd have a lot of money. Yeah, well, because you 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 try to rationalize stuff. Uh, <laughs> kids do, you know. Apparently, so do bad guys. Bad guys, <laughs> yeah. Well, you in the subject interview, I'm, you, you know, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna rationalize for you and get you there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You you've gone through many of my subject interviews. <laughs> I've lied through quite a bit of them, and you've never caught on. Yeah, so, hey, listen, your mom already told me about what happened at school. So, why don't you tell me what happened? You guys, he tried. Side note, he tried to do that to one of my friends who was visiting one time. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember about what, but you tried to do it to my friend, and she was like, "I've heard all the stories already. <laughs> you can't get me." All right. Okay, back to yes. So. They dig into who he is. That's where they find out that he is an airman stationed on Luke Air Force Base. Okay. So I'm sure that also gives another bit of like a little bit of relief that like, oh, the military will help us with this. Yeah, 100%. And they probably yeah. already have a relationship with the Air Force OSI or, mm-hmm. already. They, they know who to call. Oh, we'll call this person. And and also it puts them at ease knowing that this guy's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, he can't. He's, he's under the thumb of the Air Force, he's going to kind of hang out. So they, they can go, okay, let's let's put everything in order. Okay. Yes. Let's go get OSI. And so now they're going to, so he was 1 a.m. At the, at the dump site, and they're probably, did they track his phone back to the base or something? No, but this is where they reach out because they want to know where he was. Okay, I don't so understand. So they reach out yeah, for how, surveillance before talking to him. Surveillance of what, though? How many different buildings? And They like, wanted to see him leaving and coming back onto the base. Okay, the gate so they surveillance. Wanted to get, the yeah. gate surveillance. So do they have his vehicle? They know what his vehicle is and everything, yes, probably? Yes. Okay, all right. So, oh, that's another time-consuming. Well, I guess... I guess, so how far is the base to this community, right? Seven hours. Okay, so he was there for three hours. They, they know what time he was yeah. there, so backtrack seven hours. So they can narrow that they down. Just, so I guess they just they, wanted to have yeah. the time, the exact timeline. Seven line. hours. Yeah, he drove from his base seven hours to... Oh, maybe they don't have a relationship with OSI then. Um, well, but they Coconino, know they can call. Yeah. Coconino County Sheriff, I think they did. Okay. Because they're in... They're in um, Arkansas, okay. Arkansas, Arizona, Arizona. Geez, Arizona. Okay, because remember she was fa- her body was found in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. So oh. that's Cocono County Sheriff is the one right now, along okay, with but, San Juan. So San the, Juan d- definitely doesn't have a relationship with okay. the Luke Air Force Base. The base is seven hours from the um, Mennonite community. Yes. Okay. From so, Farmington. Okay, so they here's the thing. They can narrow it down to a time frame, probably. Okay, and looking for his car. All right. Yes. So they well, I I'm think tracking. they just wanted to have the full exact timeline. Yeah, yeah. No, I. For I'm, him to like I was just lie. thinking how they're going to do that, but but they can narrow it down. They can backtrack. This is some good math, some good investigative work yeah. here. So they have. No, him. you're right. They want to because they know. Hey, he's settled in the base. We're good. Let's let's build yeah. this thing. Let's build this case. They so that's what they do. They dig into his background too, mm-hmm. and they find out that he was actually. From a Mennonite 
family, a Mennonite really? community. He was raised oh, in wow. the faith. Now, we'll find out later that he's not actually baptized, and that's kind of important. Yeah. And he joined the military, which again was not. Yeah, a I was gonna say thing. that's right. That that's you had said that already. Okay, he was kind of he acted out a lot. Yeah, and obviously he joined the military, so he didn't. Right. He wasn't still like practicing the faith. Uh huh. But yeah, so they did find that out. OSI hands over surveillance footage from yeah. the gate, right? And they have him leaving the base at nine o four a.m. on January eighteenth. Okay, and then. 4 14 p.m. is when he is outside of the community holy okay? crap he left in the morning mm-hmm. drove all day looks like he stopped once or twice mm-hmm. and then got there and hung out yes for three hours and then looking remember for somebody probably looking for a victim okay all right good you're getting ahead but yes essentially yeah. yes so well, remember, do you see how easy it is to put together start to put together mm-hmm. a theory and stuff so you can help him rationalize when you get in the subject block okay Remember I said the last ping of his cell phone was 1 a.m. near Sunset Crater, which is where her body was found. Surveillance from the base has him getting back to the base at 7 a.m. The next next, next day? Yeah, so that's the 19th of January. Oh, so that was like a quick drive back. Yeah. Well, remember, Sunset Crater is in Arizona. It's Phoenix, Arizona. Right, but it's still seven hours. No. Farmington, where the community is, is seven hours. Four Corners is an hour west, and then farther down is two hundred another two hundred and sixty miles. Oh, 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 oh! In Air, Phoenix, yeah. Arizona. So he drove so the yeah. community was seven hours, and then he's coming back. Back from where Phoenix, he, Arizona. Where he dro- dro- yes. dumped her. I got gotcha, you. Yes. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Hopefully, I didn't confuse anybody. All right, I yes. got gotcha. you. He gets back at seven a.m. Yeah. Now, two days later. So he went and essentially kidnapped a, a victim. Yes. And brought him back and dumped him. Or killed him. We don't know. Okay, go ahead. So then cell phone records will go on to show that two days later on the 20th of January, he goes back to Sunset Crater. No idea what that is for. She's already deceased at this point. So he goes back to Sunset Crater and then goes back. That's just another part of the the Oh, that's weird. Yeah. They also pull his credit card information. Mm -hmm. And they are able to see that Yeah, they're putting together this timeline. You know, again... It was a good he's not really, yeah. He's not really. There's not really a risk of him running right now. So, right. Yeah. They're able to show that he stopped in Farmington for gas on the 18th, so they have that record from his <laughs> his credit beautiful. card. And that's the beautiful. only day he had gone outside of Arizona to to New Mexico yeah, to Farmington. This is beautiful, beautiful. Mm. So they asked the military, they asked the Air Force to call him in for an interrogation. Now, uh, there's a show that you can watch this on. Mm-hmm. That said one thing. One of the articles I read said that law enforcement from Coconino County and San Juan actually went to the base. Yeah, probably. And interviewed him on base. And the more I watched the footage, it kind of looked like what I've seen from the inside of an OSI. Yeah, so so what probably happened, we're ready to interrogate this guy, interview this guy. And can you can you set that up? Yeah. And OSI does their thing. Hey, get over here. However they do it, the first sergeant brings them over. And the police were there, right? Now, here's the thing. The lead, you know, the lead investigative agency is off base. The crime happened off base. 
so they probably took the lead. So they did the rights advisement. It's mm-hmm. possible we were sitting there, sitting there with them. I was going to you know, say so because you know that's what it, I was going to ask. You, you know, makes them feel mind. good. You know, oh, get OSI here on my side or something. I don't know, but but it was it was probably a whole bunch of people like this, so this is a murder suspect, mm-hmm. which doesn't happen all the time, um, but it does happen a lot. And so yeah, it, the the, the, the the police probably. The local police probably did the interview, and OSI was probably there, sitting in on it. From the footage that I saw on the show, because they showed some of the footage, there was only the off-base Oh, okay. Officer. Yeah, that's just no it. Okay, yeah. So. But as I was watching it, I was like, eh, it kind of looks like an OSI building. Like, that kind of looks like what I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> like, very generic. Yeah, so we have all the... So there's no reason for them to take them back. They can yeah. do the interrogation right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what they do. They bring him in. Oh my gosh, they're gonna. So that's what they're gonna do now. They're gonna, they're gonna lock him into a story. You know, mm-hmm. remember the whole thing about cell phone. They got. They want to make sure he never dumped his cell phone or gave his cell phone or didn't get a new cell phone. They're gonna get him to lock in all that. And what did you do during this time? Mm-hmm. Where were you? Have you been out of state lately? They're gonna. There's so many ways to lock him into a story, and before they go in and say, okay, how do you explain this? So she does ask him about going out of state recently. Yeah. Um. Again, from the footage that That's I a good way saw, to start, yeah. Just from the clips that I saw, she didn't mention anything about his cell phone. Like, did he have it? Not saying that she didn't it's ask. Possi- this thing yeah. went a long time. This interview. Yeah. But she does ask him about going out of state recently. Yeah. And you know he says no, no he hasn't gone out, and he's being like very like no ma'am, yes ma'am. Uh huh. Of course. Very military. Why? Yeah. Of course. Um. Of course. And she tells him, oh, I'm confused because you said you didn't go out of state is what one of the things that she says. Did you, she, they probably. She says, so did you go to New Mexico? Oh, because the other thing I would have done was, did you lend your car to anybody? Mm. Right. Start start mm-hmm. taking away all the defenses. You know, did you That's did smart. you lend your car to anybody? Does anybody else use your car? No, no, my car. No, because now he's thinking, no, yeah. my, my car, you know. That's smart. And it's possible she might have. Okay. So she then she says, what did. She goes, oh, oh, I'm confused. You said you didn't go out, but but you did go to New Mexico. Yeah, nice. So they did. They cut some of the clips. So I'm yeah. not sure. So his story is that when she confronts him with going to New Mexico, his story is that he w- went to Farmington to go to see what time the church services were. He wanted to. He missed the church community, and he's mm-hmm. he's not a part of the faith anymore. But he oh, did nice. want to go to church again. Nice. But why did he lie to the police? Yeah. Uh, also, there apparently were closer Mennonite churches to than oh, seven hours. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. That's nice. That's good. So. Good detective work. Good detective work. You know, but now what he doesn't know, probably just yet, that he has to figure out why was I at the same place she was. Why was he, I the only one out of all the cell phone providers that was at the same three places where she was found dead? Yeah. You know? Okay, what happens? He does lie. Uh, he goes on to lie about the time that he got back to base. He says, so she asks him in the clip that I saw, she says, what was the, what's the latest that you think you got back to the base? What's the absolute mm-hmm. latest that you think you got back? And he said. Just guess. Just give it a wag. She, you know. <laughs> he said 1 or 2 a.m. is the latest. I said, idiot. Do you not know? Does he not? He's on base. Does he not know? What OSI is? Mm. He has to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, does he you not understand. know that there's surveillance is, you at, the ca- at the gates? He he can't answer the question truthfully because he's doing this. He hasn't dance. got it through. Okay, he's doing this dance yeah. in his mind now, right? What do they know? 
how do I get out of this? What like he's he's in his head. Yeah. He's formulating his story as as this happens, and that's difficult. You try you try doing that, right? You know, and, and you're not listening. And then you you just so he's trying to, and then he's like, okay, now comes in the rationalization and all this kind of stuff. So how do I how do I get out of this? What am I getting into? You know, everything. He's it, there's a, there's a a huge thing going on up in his head right now yeah so he goes um eh, you know i i probably stopped to sleep in my car longer than i thought i did so it's possible i got back to the base at seven instead of one i i slept longer than i thought mm. i'm like okay but even with that 2 a.m and 7 a.m mm -hmm. dark and light out you there's no way you can mix up that many hours yeah so that's the only reason that that's a good question is because that's a significant difference you know yeah so then she just straight up asks him if he had anything to do with Sasha's disappearance. Yeah, this is the point. We got, we got him. You got him, right? So you can have some fun now. They're also serving a search warrant at the same time for oh, his car. His car. I was going to say. Yes, yes. That's what I was going to say. Yes. The car was used in the commission of the crime, theoretically, because there's no indication that he had a rental car because they checked his um yep. his credit card. So they they're probably going to get the car right and searching the car. They're going to look for any DNA, any fibers that they can connect to her. Yes. So Blood. they search the car and they find a receipt in the car. So remember I said her body was found February 21st? Yeah. February 23rd, this receipt is for a over $200 detailing of the car. Very nice. Two days after her body was found. Very nice. So that's all that they find in the car. They, oh, they also find black gloves and binoculars. Remember how you said he was looking? Yeah, he was He was looking for prey. Yeah, remember I he said he was laying wait for three man. hours. That's that's like an aggravating circumstance. I think mm -hmm. that's murder one. Probably that's probably death penalty shit right there. This is April twenty first, twenty twenty. He is arrested the same day. They so they arrest yeah. him. They they really don't need his statement. I mean, I feel like I would have said. Did, so they never asked him if he killed her. They, she did. Remember I said that? Did, oh. You guys, did I not just say that? Oh, what did he I say? Said you, she, you, she said no. He said no. no. Sorry. He, he denies it. Yeah, he says no. He didn't have anything did to do Did they ever lay out everything in front of him? Like, so at this point, I guess it's a, it, it's, you know, there's probably different schools of thought, right? They have so much, maybe the prosecutor said, we have so much information. If he doesn't confess, don't show him anything. But yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it would have been, okay, so how do you, this, how do you, this, how do this, still try to get the confession, yeah, they just they go uh, you know? ahead and arrest him. They hey, later save, on, you know, save your your Air Force career. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's that's one of those lies you talk about that you yeah. can tell. Yeah, they later also find text evidence between him and his brothers. So he right, joined the military. Happened? Yeah, one of his other brothers became a, is a, was a state trooper in Virginia. Don't know how he got to Virginia. Oh wow! And then another brother joined was doing IT, which also goes against the faith somehow. Yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't now, look like they're they're um, very uh, religious or very much into them. These three brothers, brothers at least. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, they had a yeah. lot of hate for the Mennonite community. Uh, oh man, and one's text, a cop. Uh, the cop texted the group chat. They had a group chat between the three of them, and the cop, the state trooper, texts of like days before. Saying that he p had pulled over a group of Mennonites on a way on their way to a wedding again. This is COVID. This is during COVID. Oh, now we're like, in COVID. COVID. Yeah. yeah, this is during COVID. And he says that he pulled them over, gave them a ticket, and then coughed on them, hoping to spread COVID to them and to the wedding party that they were going to. Mm. And uh, 
Mark Gooch, the uh, the person we're talking about, the suspect, the murderer, he praises his brother in this text message. So this is a hate crime now. Yeah, they g- dislike they. Yeah, they. I wonder what the hate. The backstory is why they hate the Mennonites so much. They grew up in that community. It's never so. The brother who is in IT is going to end up testifying, uh, but I'll get there in a second. Okay. And they All talk right. about that. Yeah, just they don't go into depth, but okay. they do. Yeah. The brothers had a lot of hatred towards the Mennonite community. Jeez, I wonder if something happened to them. So Mark's friend slash coworker, so another airman at this point, reaches out to law enforcement. I'm assuming he just reached out to OSI, though. It just said that he Probably, reached out to law yeah. enforcement, but I'm assuming he just went straight to OSI yeah. or his command or whoever and tells them that Mark had asked him to hold on to a gun. Oh, my goodness gracious. This is just getting better and better. So he's like, now I'm worried. I mean, about evidence and stuff. So yeah. he was worried that it might be connected, and he was like, I take it, take I, it from me. He why didn't would want he watch, it. Yeah, good on him, because why would you take that? What do you mean, watch this gun for me? Just hold it. Yeah. Don't ever hold anything for yeah, anyone. Yeah, someone says hold my gun. Don't, Nobody, nothing. People don't give up their guns. That's just not yeah. that that's stupid. Okay. It was a twenty two caliber rifle. Oh, nice. It matches. They it do the, the yeah, weapon? It matches the bullet that was found. Obviously, they're going to, interview this guy what do you know about it what did he say when he bring they're gonna go put, well, him through the, put him through the ringer they don't really they, have to because at the same time this is happening mark's dumb self is calling his brother in it from the jail that has recorded phones again yeah. 20 this is 2020 i don't right. understand yeah and asking his brother to go get the rifle from his friend that's oh, a rifle yeah, I said okay. a twenty-two caliber rifle. Oh, okay, He's yeah. asking his brother, hey, please go get this rifle from my friend. Get rid of it. Also, the brother in IT had been telling him and showing him how to delete his GPS tracking, all like all of this stuff. His brother was like <laughs> helping him cover up this stuff. Did he know that he killed someone? I don't that was unclear. Okay. I think so though, because he testifies against him. So the police are like, huh, we're gonna get the brother too. And they get a fake rifle, one that looked just like it, and give it back to the coworker and have them awesome. meet up. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So they meet up and they wait for the brother to take to take to actually like. And now have, they got him. Yep. They, they immediately. Said, what do you want to? Probably how this went. You can tell us what's going on, or we're going to arrest you yep. for being accessory. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So he ends up getting three years probation. Oh yeah, of course. Because just he, for his testimony, said, I'm going to testify against this bastard. The brother and their father ends up testifying at trial. The trial begins in October, so we're October of 2021. Right. His brother talks about just the former grudges that they all had towards the Mennonite community. This he is the really IT go, one that's um. Yes, that's it's the one in IT. Yeah. Yes, he doesn't really go into depth or detail about what happened, but just that they, it was a hard upbringing. It was, you know, different way of life. They didn't want to be in it. And then his father testifies. And I thought it was really interesting. The reason that the father testified, he talks about the faith and how you have to be, in order to be a Mennonite, you have to be baptized. And the point of it is that you're only baptized when you turn from darkness to light. 
they really focused on that. Oh, so you have and to learn about it and then kind of... Uh, you so turn, it's, it's at some point you turn from darkness to light. I'm assuming that's like when you accept Jesus. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. It's the same like yeah. just traditional Christians when you accept Jesus into your life and you say, okay, let's get baptized. Yeah. But it was like the way he was explaining it was very symbolic of like when you turn from darkness to light. Like I think the prosecutor was focusing on like okay. this man never, never, never went yeah, to the light. Yeah, no, that's he's, a good point. He's a dark, yeah. yeah. So you never go, yeah. Yeah, and he had never been baptized. And then October 13th of 2021, he is found guilty of murder in the first degree, and he received life without parole. Of course he did. He's appealing it, but... Yeah, well, when was that? What year? Uh, 2021. Yeah, 20 October 13th. Yeah, no, that's it. It's a done deal. He's going to have a hard time, because unless unless he can argue somebody violated his constitutional rights, I'm not sure how. I am not sure how. You know, they have to throw out some evidence. That That's going to be a tough one to appeal. That's going to be a tough one to appeal. Yeah. You know, because he, he lay in wait. You know what I mean? He planned this. Obviously, he held a grudge. He went and planned this. He drove. So you know how many hours he had to decide not to do this? A lot. A lot of it. Yeah. Right. I mean, at least seven. He, he Well, like 10 because he waited, right? So he had a lot of time. He had a lot of time to decide not to do this. Yeah. All right. What I'm reading now, so he's appealing it. Um, he is an inmate at Arizona's Amen Prison. According to his parents, he has now turned to religion. Okay, that's fine. It's I unclear don't, I don't have a which denomination. We don't. Though. We don't have a problem with that. That's, that's interesting. fine. Yeah, that's good. You still have to pay the penalty. He's still going to be in jail for life. Just because you accepted Jesus at that point doesn't mean. Um, yeah, I know. It means going forward. I know. I you, just thought it was yeah, interesting because yeah. he had because this says despite his actions, I'll link this. This is from A and E TV. They, yeah. they did a whole show on it too. It says despite his actions, Mennonites in the community Gooch targeted have not turned their backs on him. So I wonder if he did turn back to the Mennonite faith, in which that's interesting. Yeah, that's with all the hate that he harbored towards them. Yeah, well, they probably got him to get past that and going forward that's it so yeah her sasha's family kind of spoke out briefly they just put out a thing and they they talk about you know god using um you know her death and how she has a bigger purpose and her death has a bigger purpose and what you what you would expect and uh apparently at his sentencing they read a poem that she wrote. Oh, cool. Yeah. And she, oh my gosh, you sh- some of the songs. So in the show that I watched, they sang, they played clips of people singing. Oh, that's cool. Cause she would write songs for yeah. the church. Yeah. That's awesome. Beautiful lyrics. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really sad, but all right. Well, that was a, a good, good investigation. That was a good one. A very good investigation. Yeah. I cannot I believe that. they went through that many cell phone records. Yeah. That's cool. That's insane. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is it for this week. Awesome. If you guys are enjoying listening to us, I just realized that I had not been saying this last few weeks since we've been back. We would appreciate a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Tell us what you are enjoying about listening to us. You can reach out to us or follow us on Instagram at True Crime Archives Podcast. We are always taking recommendations or suggestions on cases that you want to hear about that are not Hollywood (laughs) or mainstream, I guess his dad says. Uh, And then we're on Twitter at TC Archives Pod. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.